Lambert und Karl-Heinz Riedle 1 zu 0 für Borussia Dortmund. meine Damen und Herren. Welcome back to another German football podcast and it's the last one of the season. Lucky, luckily finishing on episode 34, which, you know, makes sense with the Bundesliga and Zweitliga both having 34 games in a season, unplanned, but when things like that happen, it always makes it look good. So what we're going to do, we're going to do a season uh, review today and just a quick one, um, just to talk about everything that happened this season, all the, the drama, everything that went on. Crazy things, but everyone is here, apart from George, who's decided to be very lazy this morning and not get out of bed. I thought I'd just give him a slight dig for that. I think he deserves it. Uh, it's quite funny, but no, no, no hassle, George. I'm sure we'll get his opinions um, very soon back on the <laughs> back on the pod. Um, apologies, George, for that, but I think um, they were all agreement that 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 that, I mean, that needed said. Eh? But everyone else is back. Uh, firstly, Colin, you're you're here every week. I see your face all the time, but um, it's the last one of the season, mate. How are you doing? I'm really tired, but I feel like after Matthew the other day did his at half four in the morning with us, I have no right to complain, but I'm I'm going to anyway because we were on this call at half eight and George sleeping in, and it's now like 40 minutes later and we're only just starting, so uh, I'm going to go further with the George digs here. Okay. Uh, risk of us becoming a George podcast <laughs> other than the videos like of you. Robert, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you back. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, currently back in uh, Reading, just quarantining at the moment, and I thought I'd take over from George. So I've got my my 1860 shirt on. So. Uh, that's fair. We don't we don't need George. We we've got the, our resident uh, uh, 1860 Munich fan with us today. Anyway, <laughs> good to hear from you, mate. And Ronan's back. Ronan, where you been, man? How's it going? I've been hiding well, Bremen. I've been falling down the league, but I've decided <laughs> to front up to any abuse that comes my way today about them. So it's fine. It's I think you get all the flack today. I think you've kind of saved yourself already. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good to see you back, mate. Um, I'm sure we'll, I'll let you, you plug what you've been doing later on at the end of the podcast anyway. We should keep you busy. But let's just get into it, guys. I mean, what a season it's been. Very, very dramatic. Uh, very exciting. I mean, not in terms of title winning for one league. Well, that wasn't very exciting. But everything else has been exciting. We get good relegation scraps. We had good teams coming up. Good relegation playoffs. So we're just going to run through some of the kind of key parts of the season um, and get everyone's opinions on it. Firstly, I think it's probably I think everyone's fed up here on the word COVID, but. It's been a season that's been fully affected by it. Obviously, last season had like the the latter end of it affected. But um, just kind of go around quickly, see how you guys thought the season went as a whole, considering the COVID pandemic and things like that. Colin, did you find it affected the season a lot this year? There was obviously a lot of cases in German uh, teams. You know, you saw Hoffenheim really early on, had a lot. I think Köln had a lot early on before um, when the season started. They had a couple that was missing, things like that. Um, do you think it's affected the season at all? Or do you think it's been, you know, just a normal Bundesliga season without fans? I mean... Bayern still won, so maybe it didn't have too much of an effect. But I don't know. It's hard to say because you, you never you never know what would have happened if fans had been in. I mean, a, a lot of the teams that underachieved, I mean, Schalke and Werder Bremen, both getting relegated, were teams who usually have such a great home atmosphere. 
and you wonder how much of a difference that would have made if it had fans throughout the season. Um, Curling as well, only finishing the playoff there, famed for their home atmosphere. They all underachieved. So perhaps it favoured some of the teams that don't rely on atmosphere so much. That's fair. Do you can I agree with that, Robert? Is there anything that you picked up? You, I mean, you you spent some of the first half of the season in a stadium as well, so you've got a different kind of viewpoint to it. Um, what was your kind of thoughts on being in a COVID-affected season in the Bundesliga as Vital League as well for you? Yeah, for, um, for me, it definitely made a, a big difference because um, the atmosphere at the stadiums is such a, such a huge part of what attracts me to football and also because sort of, um, at highest foul, the 1,000 fans who were in the games, uh, who were in the Fox Shine for the first two games, they weren't sort of the ultras kind of thing. It was the ones who would, who would sit there normally, so not didn't make a huge amount of atmosphere. And yeah, it was a very, it was a very strange season, obviously, with the manager merry-go-round in the Bundesliga towards the end of it, and some surprising teams uh, doing well, like Wolfsburg and Union, um, and some <laughs> doing not so well. Um and yeah, definitely, um, I think it helped a lot of people through the pandemic, sort of having that thing to look forward to, a bit of football at the weekend. Um, but yeah, towards the end of the season, when I was watching the Bundesliga the conference on a Saturday, I'd be turning the sound off because I couldn't take it with the Sky commentators anymore and without, without any atmosphere in the background. So uh, yeah, strange season. Yeah, Ronan, you get an else to add there? I know you're going to be last in this round, uh, unfortunately, just the way I went round, but uh, anything else to add there on a kind of COVID-affected part of the season? Um, anything changed for you while you were watching the games, or did you see any differences in the games, like the, the style of play with the football? Was it anything different for you, or was it just football without fans? Yeah, probably the fans part was the main standout. Probably kind of echo what, what Colin said mainly about home teams having their impact, but I suppose to, to counter that, you could say that Union really rely on their home support and they have a good home record with their, you know, the atmosphere at their home games. And even without fans, they still had a really successful year. And I just looked at some stats as well. They had the sixth best home record in the league. So and that was without fans as well. So I suppose it balances itself out for some clubs. Yeah, it was definitely a weird one. And obviously we had the, the latter end of the season played during the summer. Uh, so I, th I think another thing I, I don't think anyone can have picked up on it was that the you can tell the players are tired. Uh, the players are knackered. They've been put, put through the paces a lot. You can see that with Bayern. I mean, Bayern still won things, but you know, not winning the Pokal this year and not getting further than the you know into the semi-finals of the Champions League either. You could tell that their team was just leggy, and I don't know if it, you could tell maybe more frustrations came through. Or maybe that's why all the managerial changes came through. Maybe more frustration because of. This has been a long season. It's affected everyone, not just on the football field, but like um, like mentally as well. So you don't know if that's had an impact on people's opinions and uh, decisions behind the scenes as well. So it's definitely affected a lot, I think. Um, but it's, I'm hoping, and we were talking just before, that we're hoping that with all the numbers looking okay in Germany at the moment, we might be able to see a semi-normal Bundesliga's Weitliga, Drittliga season next season, hopefully. But um, that's um, just something to hope for in the end. But um, I think uh, we'll move into just kind of talking more about the teams and stuff. Um, so just going the same kind of order. And um, Colin, what was the, the team that... Like, I know we asked this with um, uh, Ava and uh, Matthew um, the other week uh, there. But what was the kind of teams that impressed you and the players that impressed you this season that you kind of felt... 
mean, you could bring the COVID part into as well, or you could just do it on purely football and merit. Which teams were the ones that kind of impressed you there? I'm going to go with the team that I was going to go for if Ava hadn't stolen my, my choice. I'm going to go with Stuttgart. <laughs> you still <laughs> haven't gone for that quiz defeat, have you? You've still not gone for that quiz defeat. I'm just, I'm just in a spiteful mood this morning. Like, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm tired and old. But yeah. um, Stuttgart impressed me most. Well, not most, but um, considering what I expected of them, uh, being a side just coming up, Finishing in ninth place, they could they they did slump slightly towards the end of the season, but I don't think anyone really criticised them for it because they had, um, outweighed, they had uh, performed above expectations so much, and just some players that it was a real breakthrough season for. Omanga took a scoring eleven goals. You saw how much the side suffered in his absence, but getting that bad injury and. Unfortunately, it seems like it's going to be a while before he comes back. Hopefully, he, had, he does come back and he's firing again because he, he was a real key part of the Stuttgart side on the counter-attack. Such a quick player. Bonasosa as well. His uh, crossing ability was really a highlight of the Stuttgart season. Imagine get 10 assists. And Kalajic as well, who during the promotion season in Zvitaliga was injured for a great part of the season, so we didn't really see the best of him in the second division. But coming back to the Bundesliga, he really hit the ground running. I mean, from getting those goals and the away victory against Mainz early on in the season, he just carried on, managing to get into the Austria squad. And we'll be seeing him in this summer, which I think that's testament to how well he's done this season. The Bundesliga, that he's managed to get that international call-up in the starting spot in the Austria side. So those Stuttgart in general, but those three players particularly were impressive to me that's right yeah definitely it's just you can tell with Stuttgart it's like you named so many players there I think that's the biggest impact Stuttgart have had in the league this season it's um, the team the collective team performance but also the individual player performance sometimes it's kind of hard to to get both of them in your squad but I think definitely you can see that the you know there's a good morale in that squad you can definitely see that on the pitch and they've always spent a lot of time this year together um, and I think for Stuttgart it's worked um, respectable finish considering they just came up from the Zweite League as well I'm interested to see how they got on next uh, next season you know a great manager there as well so definitely Stuttgart's a good one you can also I, I probably should have mentioned like because we said it with um, Ava and Matthew it, didn't have, it had to not be a champion or a team that could promote it it could be a team that could promote it as well so it's, uh, it's entirely up to you guys Robert you're the next one your team and players that impress you players don't need to be from the same club but if it makes sense go for it yeah, I thought um, I picked out Bielefeld as a team that impressed me the most because I think before the season started, a lot of a lot of experts, well, a lot of people expected them to go straight back down again um, with quite a small uh, budget. And then especially compared to the big teams who have gone down in Schalke and Werder Bremen, um, their yeah, budget is obviously a lot, a lot smaller. Um, so it's been very impressive how they reacted to the change in manager as well because you're not sure how that was going to affect them in around... Um, February or so, so I think that's been that's been impressive from them. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll have quite as successful second season as Union have had, but um, interesting to see what they do over the summer and if they can keep Ortega. Um, and the player that, Im that impressed me, um, I'm going to go for Marvin Friedrich from Union. Um, 
fourth best fourth best defense in the league, conceding only uh, forty three goals, which is less than Bayern. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, as you can see by my team of the season, I'm not a big fan of centre backs. Not a huge amount of good centre backs in the in the league. So um, I thought it's been really impressive because he's improved sort of season on season whilst he's been at Union. And um, yeah, the rock of the the rock of the heart of the defense. And then a, a small mention for. Vincenzo Grifo at Freiburg as well, one of my one of my favourite players. His set piece deliveries makes a real difference for them, and I think he was involved in 15 goals this season, so an increase in output from him as well, and a reason why because they were sort of in relegation trouble a bit the first half of the season. They really had a strong second half, so yeah, that, those would be my picks. Excellent, um, and Ronan. Can, I mean, I think we can all here guess who you where your player is probably going to be. Uh, but we'll, we'll let you decide that. But is that does that mean that's who your team's going to be? Let's let's find out. Like, what what was your team and like players that impressed you watching this season of the Bundesliga? Um, I had two teams that were my favourite to watch. That was uh, Stuttgart, who Colin mentioned, and uh, Frankfurt. I thought the style of play that they have is just probably one of the most attacking. Especially when Kostic came back from injury as well. Andre Silva had a a great season, but it'll be interesting with the change of manager for them if they'll still set up like that because I mean Wolfsburg probably were a bit more kind of rigid in the way they played under Glasner so it'll be interesting to see how how that pans out next season and also probably Union in general just I don't think anyone saw them finishing as high as seventh and qualifying for a European spot and as Robert touched on as well Friedrich at the back kind of built the foundations for them and Max Kruse was such a good signing for them but even when he was missing they had other players that stepped up like Sheraldo Becker, uh, Awonyi, see Trimmel and Lenz were as consistent as ever at fullback as well. So they were probably the main standouts from the season for me. No, no Christian Gunther, no. Oh yeah, well of course, yeah. <laughs> How can I forget? Well, he is actually mine. Like he's one of the players for me. Like Christian Gunther for me epitomised Freiburg's comeback, if you want to call it. Like they, they were like they were kind of in that relegation issue at the start. Uh, but then they, they completely came out of it. They were the Mainz before Mainz uh, this season. Like they, they came out of it just before Mainz did, and they finished in a respectful position as well. Freiburg did impress me when they play. I think um, Christian Strike always has a good team. He always builds a good team. And that's what I like about Freiburg is the fact they've not changed the manager in so long either. And they, they're quite, I think they're quite loyal to the players as well. You see a lot of players staying there for a long time. You don't really see many, a lot of changes. And uh, Vincenzo Grifo was one that I raved about as well. Like, um, Robert said as well that what what player he's been his goal and assist contributions this season has been excellent. Uh, but team wise, I mean, it's it's hard. Like I think if Bolton didn't not like bottle the end because obviously they did win the league, but they didn't really kind of they kind of dragged to the end. I probably would have mentioned them more because uh, they really impressed me when I watched them. But the last couple of games of the season just were a bit poor and uh, they kind of lost it for me. Um, but. It was definitely St. Pauli's second half of the season was really impressive in his Vital Liga. Um, and I think, um, I know um, George has previously said, talking about the Dritta Liga as well, that, you know, Hansa probably didn't play great football and Dinamo were probably the team that was best to go up. But I think we've got three good teams going into this Vital Liga next year, considering watching the playoffs with Ingolstadt as well. So there's been plenty of teams that's really been impressive. Um, and if I, if I went back round, and we'll start with Ronan this time, just to, to make it a bit fairer, uh, so you can get points across and Colin has to pick up the scraps. Um, like, 
what team or players kind of disappointed you? Like, or did you watch and just they just didn't have that season you're expecting? I could probably assume the team potentially. Well, one of the teams that's in your head, um, considering you're wearing that. But uh, what was what was who who just really wasn't the attic this season for you? Um, yeah, as you probably said, Bremen were pretty poor. I think missing Fulkrug for a lot of the campaign was probably one of the big factors because he was so instrumental to them at the start when they started off reasonably well. Me, what Rashica didn't do much either over the course of the season. Um, as well, probably Hertha Berlin in general. Just I think everyone thought this is the year where they're going to really kick on and it just didn't happen. They were pretty poor, but they had, luckily for them, probably quite a favourable run in towards the end of the season, which allowed them to pick up points as well. And then with them playing at different times, they had those sort of games in hand. So they, they knew what they had to do. And maybe the experience of bringing in someone like Kadira to finish off his career was enough to get them through. But they were pretty, pretty poor in general. And yeah, Bremen as well. And there's another obvious one as well, which I probably don't need to mention. But <laughs> Robert, sorry, we'll move on to you then. Um, you know, any teams or players that disappointed you this season that just didn't quite... You know, sometimes you watch a team and you think, you really don't make me want to watch football. You, you make me really just want to turn the TV off and go, nah, I'm not watching this game. I've done it a couple of games this season. I've just went, nope, no chance. Not not finishing this game off. But is there any yeah. that did that for you this year? Um, Haas foul, most most games. No, but... Uh, <laughs> um, the one I was going for was Gladbach because I think that's that fits into most disappointing. Yeah. If you think about how... Um, exciting they were sort of last season with that front three as well um and got a sort of some uh, young a young squad with some promising players and they really dropped off this season obviously the whole um whirlwind around rosa definitely didn't help um but then going into disappointing players as well i've gone for player alisson player um because he's been i thought it was really good for them the first the three seasons he was he was with them mm. and then this season i think he got um seven goals and one assist, which is, is okay, but it's not, not quite the level he has been. And um, yeah, the fact that they missed out on European football with that squad um, is, is very disappointing. Um, and then, yeah, sort of looking at the, <laughs> looking at the second division, um, Hanover as well, because possibly I'm a, bit, I'm a bit hurt because I predicted them to be promoted and they, I think they were 12th or 13th in the end. So a really disappointing season. Because when you look at their squad, it has sort of, definitely had the potential to to be um, in and around there. Um, but very disappointing. And one of their best players now going to Union and Haraguchi. So interesting to see how they, uh, what they do over the summer, because Cole Catch has gone as well. So yeah, th those are my choices. Yeah, Gladbach was actually one of mine. And I think the reason is because you look at players like Stinder and Hoffman this year, I think they would have made team of the seasons if Gladbach had done better, the team had done better. I think they both had really individually great seasons. Neuhaus was, I think Neuhaus was good in spells, but he kind of, once the, all the transfer speculation came in, I think he kind of disappeared a bit um, for Gladbach. And it was very noticeable. Uh, but you look at uh, players like Stunder and Hoffman, they had, um, they had really good goal returns, really good. When Gladbach were on fire, those players were on fire. So I think that's quite disappointing to see them not get the recognition either as like, good players this year. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, Colin, um, has any of them been stolen? Have I, have I, do you think I've done this on purpose to, to, to make you like have to think of outside the box again? Because you've already had this question before. Probably. I've, I, 
I mean, I, I did cover the question sort of in our last episode, uh, but yeah, Robert and Ronan have both sort of touched on a lot of the points. I was going to say like Werder Bremen, Hertha. Hertha I mentioned the last episode, just a lot of their players have been really disappointing. A lot of high-profile signings this season and last season as well, but the signings from last season carried on haven't really stood out too much as much as you hoped, like uh, Piontek, Luka Bakio. I thought they were both quite disappointing, but then defensively as well, they've got talented, like they've got likes of Boyata and Stark, who can, can turn in good performances, but are very prone to mistakes. I think both of them. And then the signing of Alderete as well. Don't think that particularly worked out either. So like this Hertha, I mentioned Verder. I thought on Verder, uh, Rashica was really disappointing, uh, who you'd consider one of the most talented players in the squad, if not the most talented. Uh, but there's a lot of transfer spe- speculation surrounding him. Talk of him going to Bayer Leverkusen at the start of the season, but that move fell through. And really after that, uh, him still being part of the squad, you had a player that was talented but didn't particularly want to be there, which is quite a bad start for the season. Um, in general, creates a bit of a bad atmosphere if there's one to one away players, and I think that contributed to the relegation having your most talented player not. I don't think he scored a league goal until one of the final match days, uh, which is quite bad. Uh, then there's the obvious Schalke with the. <laughs> Terrible season they had, but I mean they do have talented players who just didn't turn out to turn up. I think like I mean Harry, Alessandro Schiff, yeah, Alessandro Schiff. I thought it was. I thought um, the the coaches should have played Schiff more because that he runs a lot. Could have turned out some more. He does. He 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 runs a lot. He puts in a good effort. Puts in a lot of sprints. So, uh, but. The lower leagues as well, like Hanover, yeah, Robert mentioned them. Hamburg obviously missed out in promotion again. Dritteliga, a lot of the bigger sides failed to turn up last season. And Kaiserslautern, everyone's aware of their like financial um, difficulties, but they very nearly get relegated, just survived by the skin of their teeth. Duisburg as well, after in, coming into COVID last year, they looked like they were dead certs to get promoted back to the Zweitliga, then they totally their form totally nosedived and that carried into this season and they were another that just survived by the skin of their teeth really, I think their survival was ensured in the second last match day but they, they picked up under Pavel Dotchev but their form in the last five games had really dropped again so that's maybe a bit of a concern going into the next season Um. But yeah, and Magdeburg as well, who were another recent Zweitliga team relatively, uh, but did pick up under Christian Tietz, but they, they, in the first half of the season, were just as bad as the other two that I mentioned in the Liga. There's so many, so many big clubs across this season that just failed to turn up and were flops, I'm going to use the word. Oh, you're going for the word flop? Oh, wow, just... That's fine. It's probably because I, I left you to pick up everything at the end. But no, I, I'm, I'm surprised no one mentioned um, Schalke, uh, apart from when Colin did, like late on, and FC Kellen as well. I mean, FC Kellen were hopeless this year to watch. They were terrible. Sometimes I was watching, I was like, do I turn that off? Uh, Augsburg as well weren't, like, the second half of the season, they were quite disappointing to watch. But 
not that boring at times. You kind of expected him not to score every game. And when he did score, it was a bit unexpected for me. Um, Duisburg as well. I watched a couple of Duisburg games. They really missed their Lucas Dashner uh, when he went to St. Pauli at the start of the season. I think for him, that was their that was all their creativity. Uh, when I went to Duisburg last season, um, or, yeah, last season, when they did have their um, good spell, Dashner was incredible that game. He, he created everything. Uh, and that's, so I, I think that might be a big miss for them. Uh, this season, they never really got to replace him. It's just, it's just a lot of disappointing players. I think Thomas Mooney at Dortmund was, I think that's one I mentioned a couple of times now. I just don't think he did anything for Dortmund this year. And he was completely outshadowed um, by Mori. Um, even like Mori was not as good as what they had with Hakimi, but at least they provided a bit more than Mooney did. I just don't think, I think Mooney, with his first game against Bayern in the Super Cup, proved that he wasn't really. Up to it. I'm not really sure. It's kind of harsh to say, but for me, he wasn't uh, that great a player. Um, and then team-wise, I guess Kellen's got to be one of them, definitely. Uh, Hannover and Six and Nine's as well, definitely. Is really, I think they went under the radar a lot. Really poor end of the season. You kind of you worry if they're going to do a Nuremberg again and go further down the league next year or not. But we'll see. We'll run through our team of the season quickly. Uh, we did post these on um, social media, but. What we're going to add is um, we're going to add you a, a coach of the year. Like, who was your coach that just really impressed you this year and got the team where they needed to get? Maybe they overachieved, um, or they just they just did really well. Basically, that's what a coach of the season does. Uh, you know, apart from in Scotland where they give it to the guy who won the league with the best team, best budget. Uh, apart from the guy who won two two cups with uh, no budget at all, but that doesn't matter. We're not talking about just Scottish football. Um, but you know, sorry, um, Colin. Run away with it. Just kind of run through your team of season. Don't need to give a big, oh, I picked him because mm-hmm. of this. Just let us know who you, you kind of thought your 11 was. Yeah. In goal, Stefan Ortega from Bielefeld. Uh, had a three-man defence. Christopher Trimmel. Ma- I keep I keep almost calling uh, Max Ons Lacroix, Leo Lacroix. See the Hamburg guy. Um, Max Ons Lacroix uh, and Christian Gunter. Podcast favorite and and friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of, friend of the show, our next guest, Silas uh, Romangatuka, Marcel Zabitzer, Leon Goretzka, and Rafael Guerrero in midfield, and a front three of Erling Holland, Robert Lewandowski, and Andre Silva. Deadly. My coach, the coach one. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of contenders for the coach of the year this season. I think um, so many teams overachieving. I did think of it about both fencing, but I thought about across the whole season. So I've gone for Urs Fischer from Union. Imagine getting him into seventh place in the Conference League. I think that was a, an outstanding achievement. And it carries on his work from the last few years since taking over, getting the side promoted in the first place. So I, I think I think he deserves a lot of recognition. So I've gone for Fischer. Cool. Robert, run us through your team this season and who you picked, maybe on the spot for Coach of the Year, because we, I did just kind of say that two seconds ago before we started so yeah run us through yours and your coach of the year uh, yeah as you posted on twitter uh, i think it's be a sort of an eight seven if this team actually played in real life yeah uh, you yeah, got... no defenders and all of that <laughs> i've got ortega in goal then uh, guerrero friedrich and souza at the back um maxi arnold from Wolfsburg. i think i thought it was a bit unlucky to miss out on the germany squad he's been really good with schlager in um midfield for uh, Wolfsburg this season bellingham 
Um, I think we all forget how young he is and it would be great to see him um, at the Euros for England. I think he offers a bit more than Declan Rice, but that's because not many English people watch German football, but you know. Um, then Kostic. Nah. Sorry? You're the only one that watches German football, man. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, Sancho, Zabitzer and Kostic and then Silva and Lewandowski. Um, yeah, I'll just add that I really hope that uh, Kostic and Silva stay at Frankfurt because that'll be really interesting next season. Um, it seems like Silva is possibly the least likely to to stay, but um, I was I was going to go to going to go for Urs Fischer as well, um, but Colin stole that. So I'll, well, I'll give first give a shout out to Man- Manuel Baum. I think that's pretty impressive to not win a game at all um, during your managerial. Um, that's yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. But I'll go for um, Oliver Glasner. So when you think about where. Wolfsburg were even sort of two, two, three seasons ago. It's um, it's pretty impressive how they um, qualify for Champions League, and I think Wolfsburg are making a big mistake letting him go. But that seems to be the the way of uh, Schmadke, the two sort of big um, egos clashing. Yeah, fair enough, man. Um, and Ronan runs through the years. Günther, 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 Günther. No, <laughs> he is in there. Um, I also went with Ortega and Go Günther at left back. He's the the captain of the side. Uh, Rido Baku at right back with Wakra and Friedrich in the middle. Uh, midfield they put Goretzka in as well with Danny Olmo, and then basically a front four of Andre Silva, Lewandowski, Haaland, and Wamangi Tuka from Stuttgart. Uh, coach as well, it was Urs Fischer that sprung to mind to start for me, but um, went with Frank Kramer from Bielefeld because I think when they lost Uwe Neuhaus and they were 16th in the table at the time, everyone thought that was quite a, a mad decision and be careful what you wish for sort of scenario, but he came in under a lot of pressure and kept them up. I mean, they stayed up reasonably He's been well in the end. They picked up some good wins under him as well, finishing the season with that win against Stuttgart. So, yeah, probably him just for the pressure he came in under the situation and managed to get them up the table. So that was pretty impressive. And I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. Fair up. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Um, McCrammer, I think everyone, I was a, a manager that, I mean, let's put, I don't think anyone, unless you're really in, into your under um, levels in German uh, for the Deutsche, Deutschland Mannschaft, um, you wouldn't really know of him. So I've always quite really quick to criticise him and say he wasn't going to be good enough, but he actually brought the best out of all the players. So it's a good shout that. Uh, mine, I mean, very similar start to your run, because I've got Ortega, Bahu, uh, Lacroix, Friedrich, Gunter, and then my midfield just kind of goes a bit haywire. It's just to get the, 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 the decisions. Uh, so I went for Fajardo Grifo. I just like his goal contribution. I think he's got I mean, about 20 goal contributions this season for Freiburg. He certainly didn't play every game. I think that's really impressive. Uh, Goretzka as well. I think he was kind of sometimes overlooked as well this season. I don't know. It just feels like he had a really prominent season. He missed a couple of games through COVID as well. And then my big weird shout was Elias Skiri. I generally think that Kiln would have got relegated without Elias Skiri. And it was proven in the last game when he scored the fifth goal. Because if, if he didn't score that fifth goal, I think he'll going to come back. So... You know, it's it's uh, it's definitely the olden Eliskiri, and then that killer front three of Holland Lewandowski, and I think I've changed it twice. I think on another podcast, me and Colin did uh, with um, Rory and Mark with the over the ball. I said Silva, and on my original one, I said Sancho, and I can't really choose between. But I'm going to go for Silva now because I think that season was just incredible, and I really hope we see him 
in the Bundesliga next season, like Robert said, and not in the Premier League, because I kind of worry he'll be one of those players like Werner, who's just not appreciated as much uh, for what he does for the team as well as scoring goals. Uh, and then if I want to add a manager to mine, I think Thomas Rice, uh, for me, I think he had a really good um, season again. You know, he's, he's created a good foundation in the in the past couple of years as well. And I think they were sort of building to that. I think everyone kind of assumed they were going to be up. Like, I think everyone, not even assumed, I think everyone thought they were going to be there, there or thereabouts uh, coming this season. So Thomas Rice, for me, you know, I think he, um, he's got a good foundation in Bochum. And it'll be interesting to see how they got in the Bundesliga. Uh, next season again, back to back to where they were, very mainstay uh, club over the 2000s, which will be interesting to see them back. And I think Eldon Terzic deserves a bit of praise here. I think he, um, a lot of criticism at the start, a lot of um, comparing him to Favre, considering they're completely different people, uh, completely different uh, mindsets. And I think for a manager to have such a good bond with one, well, one, the players, and two, the club, I think that's really important. Um, so I'll be disappointed not to see him um, being the main man at uh, Dortmund next season. Um, but I, I definitely think he deserves a shout as well. So probably probably choose um, Terzic over Rice just because of the impact that he made at Dortmund in that second half of the season, winning the Pokal. Um, but yeah, Rice deserves a mention as well. Um, but yeah, and, and like quickly, like the the Zweite Liga we, the uh, team of season that we all kind of came up with was uh, Riemann in goals, uh, Zimmer from uh, Dusseldorf, Berekotchap from Bochum, uh, Val from Kiel, Raum from Furt, who was excellent all season, and we'll see him in the Bundesliga next season, which will be really interesting. Finn Bartle still kicking about, you know, still bossing the games. He did, he actually did well in both relegation playoffs as well against Köln. I thought he was quite an outstanding player. Uh, Seguin from Furt, uh, Zurz from Bochum. And then that deadly, deadly front three uh, of uh, Dawson, uh, Darmstadt, Teroda, uh, Hasval, now Schalke, and Hrgota from uh, Firth. That's a deadly front three for any Vital League side. And then the Drift League one, which was mostly made up of um, George. I think I gave one uh, one player, so I'll give myself the credit for that one. Uh, Kolka from Rostock. It's a very Rostock-friendly one. Um, Unterhacking, Schrabel, uh, Rossbach from Rostock. Reader from Rostock, Steinhardt from 1860 Munich, of course. Uh, Dresdler also. Um, Szymanowski from Saarbrücken, who's making the move to the Zweiter League next season. Uh, Sarara from Togurka München, who went under the radar as well because they had a really good start of the season. And then some financial difficulties kind of made them drop a bit. Uh, Ferrati from Waldorf Mannheim, who's been uh, quite consistent the past couple of seasons. And then uh, Terence Boyd up front for Halsha and um, the, the one and only uh, Sasha Mulders um, from 1860 Munchen. I think we, we picked quite differently. There were some similarities. You can tell we all talked to each other, I think. But uh, we had, had some differences in there as well. So the other, the other thing, so we'll get two more bits to jump on before we finish up. Uh, and that is uh, what... What kind of what players do you expect next season after this after season next season? Do you expect them maybe it was a breakout star this season? Maybe they're going to make a step up next season, um, or do you just think that they're you've got something to fight, feeling they're going to have a really good season? Uh, Colin, start with you. Mate. Yeah, I've chosen one player that I think is ready to make the step up now. I think he's done his dues in the Zweite Liga. Picked Serdar Dursun, who. He's been at Darmstadt for a few seasons now and scored 27 goals this season. Top scorer in the league, even above Taroda. So 
he's earned this shot at the top league, I think. I mean, he's, he previously had spells in Turkey, then joined for who he didn't have the best time at. But since he's been at Darmstadt, he has been really good and he's performed consistently over the last three seasons. And he's earned a shot at the Bundesliga, I think. So I'd like to see him in the Bundesliga next year. And he has been strongly linked with Union Berlin, along with the likes of Besiktas back in Turkey. But um, I wouldn't, I, w- I would like to see him in the Bundesliga. So he would, yeah, it would be uh, a, a good sign, I think, for a, a mid table side. Robert, who's your player? Um, yeah, I'm going for one who really impressed at St. Pauli, uh, Mamouche, who I thought was really, really key in them. So I think we, we forget at so the end of the season how how poor St. Pauli were, particularly in attack before Christmas. And it was sort of like chalk and cheese once Borgstrahler came back to sort of end of December and um, Mamouche came in as well. Um, and yeah, I, d- I don't think he's good enough to get um, a chance at Wolfsburg, but I think he'd be good for a promoted team like Bochum or maybe even sort of one in the lower half of the table, like Hoffenheim, Freiburg, um, one of those teams. Yeah, I was really impressed. And another one of one of my favourite players in the Zweite League would be Van Itzek as well. I think he's been um, a, good, a great servant for Karlsruhe over the past uh, few years. And I reckon he he deserves a chance because Karlsruhe really exceeded expectations this season as well. OK, uh, and Ronan? Um, probably someone I've enjoyed watching that I can kick on and go to the next. Next level, not necessarily make the step up between divisions, but just become one of the best players in the division. I think Florian Verts can next year kick on and be even better because he's so good to watch. And I think he's attracting a lot of media attention just now, um, playing with Germany 21s as well. So he looks to be someone that can just keep on improving. And I'm sure someone like Bayern Munich will be knocking on the door to, to try and sign him possibly in the next year or two. Yeah, I went with someone slightly similar. I mean, I had Vanisek as well. That was one of mine from the Vital League. Thanks, Robert, for stealing that one. Uh, but no, that's fine. I, I've got two. I've got one that's kind of a wee bit out. Well, not out there. It just doesn't... It's different to what we were kind of aiming it for, the question at. Uh, one was definitely Amos Pieper. I think he could be uh, an interesting one. He's doing really well with the 21s just now um, in their turn, uh, the under-21 Euro tournament that Germany are in the final with uh, the Netherlands, uh, the Portugal. So I think he's done really well this um, this season as well at the back, considering he's a young player at uh, Bielefeld, and I've uh, been really impressed with every time I've seen him. The other one is uh, Sebastian Bonal, and I don't know if the step-up could be outside the Bundesliga uh, either, so that's why it's a different question, but I generally think he's far too good for FC Kern at the bottom end of the table. I think he's... I don't know if he's maybe watching FC Kern more, but I generally think that Bonal could make a step-up in the Bundesliga, not only maybe another league as well. Um, I would not imagine seeing him next season um, at Mungersdorf but for me Bonal I think it was, has, uh, was marking a different shout I think he's definitely a good enough player to go elsewhere um, so the last one we'll run through and it's just um, your moment of the season the moment that defined the season for you um, it could be any of the leagues um, anything that, that comes to your mind that just kind of epitomised German football for you maybe this season um, and Colin, we'll give you the reins to start off so no one steals yours and you go in the half again. <laughs> yeah, I've gone for two moments that are quite similar. Oh, um, we steal two so... and someone else's twice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, just two, two teams that I've got promoted after a very long time in the league that they're currently in. So Bochum getting back up to the Bundesliga last 
in the top flight in 2009-10, but seems like they've been in Spita Liga forever. Both them and Zach Pauli, just they've been part of the furniture for the second division for so long now. But I thought it was really good to see both of them go up as champions as well. Uh, so that was nice. And the Ruhr Stadion is a welcome sight back in the Bundesliga. And another, in the same sort of uh, space, Hansa Rostock getting back up to the Zweite Liga. Similarly, been a long time down in the Dritte Liga, which uh, for the size of the support in the city, they want to be higher than that. And it's so it's good to see them back up in the Zweite Liga, where it's probably where the fans see is closer to where they belong. And uh, yeah, after being in the Dritte Liga since 2012, that was a good sight as well. Both of those moments, I thought, were good to see. Robert, what was your moment, moment or moments of the season? Because I've actually got two now. Because Carl, yeah, me, me too. Um, one that summed up a crazy season and came to mind pretty quickly was um, our three Paderborn eight. Because uh, I was watching that about a month ago, and I think that just summed up everything I love about the Zweiter Bundesliga. Really, two sort of relatively small provincial sides. Some pretty dreadful defending leading to some goals. I mean, about four of the Paderborn goals were just our trying to play out from the back and playing it, <laughs> passing it straight to Paderborn. So that was pretty, um, yeah, pretty impressive. And hopefully the, the goal scoring continues next season. Um, and obviously wearing my 1860 shirt, I'll go for Sasha Mulder's overhead or sort of side kick. Um, and that's one of the defining images because someone photoshopped that onto the Michelangelo one where he's like, um, where was with pointing his finger towards God. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's one of my defining moments of the season. Not bad. And um, Ronan, have you got two? Are you just sticking with the one? I mean, Colin's stuck with a trend here. What are you going for? I've just got one. I'm glad no one stole it so far as well. Because yeah, I don't have a backup plan. <laughs> but I went with uh, back in November when Valentino Lozaro scored that scorpion kick for yeah. Gladbach against Leverkusen. And then the game ended 4-3 to Leverkusen as well, which is just kind of what the Bundesliga was all about. They had two attacking teams going for it, scoring ridiculous goals. So that kind of sums up why it's, why it's so exciting. I've got three now. I'm just going to go well three. So first one, I think Max Cruz's goal to send um, Union into Europe is probably a good moment of the season. Special moment, especially with the fans back in the stadium at Union, which was good to see. Um, they were definitely like made an impact compared to some relegation playoff home matches, uh, which no fans made. Which fans of the stadium probably didn't make any impact. No dig at any club there at all. English that. Um, and so for me, uh, Max Cruz's goal, I think he epitomizes epitomized Union's um, season this year. Um, and to, to go and do that was just really special um, to get them into Europe as well. Good to see them there next year against St. Johnston. And um, away days to Perth for Union fans are amazing. Are amazing. Um, and my second pick um, is going to be Armenia being the third three by Munich three. I think that was just a game that you saw Armenia not like a lot of people were maybe saying are they going to be similar to Paderborn this season and go straight back down with a really bad goal a really bad points tally but I think that game proved that they were definitely a team that was wanting, that was wanting to fight a team that was going to fight and a team that was going to probably stay up in the end you could see that uh, you know important goals from like Volgo Stammer that day and um, just I think that 
showed even before Kramer came in um, that this team was up for the fight. This team was going to be a really exciting team. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure one of you has mentioned Bielefeld was your team that impressed you. I think it was you, Robert. That was your team that impressed you. So, And my third one, I think you have to end on some kind of calamity or something, but that own goal by Paderborn in the last game of the season against Wolfsburg was just amazing. And it just summed up um, what this Vital League is. Just a fantastic end-to-end Crazy. You, you never know what to expect. And, you know, Zingla coming right out for that. The cross coming in and then Kaka just putting in his own net anyway with uh, with the unrushing defi- um, striker. Excellent goal. Excellent just to end the season, especially when there was more to play for that season, I think. Uh, that, that last match day, I think, um, both the teams just met before the game went, what can we do to get us in the papers ahead of Bochum winning the league and Fort going up? I know that you do this, you run out fucking absolutely amazing uh, to see. So that was probably my three, but the main one definitely being Max Cruiser uh, sending Union into Europe, definitely. So I think we'll just finish up there, lads. Um, I think we spoke longer than we maybe thought as well. Um, but it was a very exciting end to the season. Um, and if I just get you all to kind of sum up in one word what you thought of the season, I've not told you about this, but I'm just going to put at you now. What, what would your word be to to end the season, Colin. What's your word of the, the German football season? Quiet. Oh, wow. Is that... No fans. Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, Robert? Uh, strange. Why is... Oh, this is not the end of the league at all. <laughs> Ronan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. A bit bonkers. Well, I was going to use, like, Abstein... Abstein's camp or something like that because it was really interesting but you know I mean I, I should probably stay on the same vein as you and it was just weird it was just a weird season but it was also excellent so we'll go with that um, but yeah that's us done for the season um, Ronan do you want to plug your your, your scout cricket stuff um, just because like that's what you've been busy for the past couple of months maybe people will be like where's the where's the Bremen fan going is he running away like but just uh, your stuff's looking really good man so I thought you might want to just get a wee plug yeah, I'm just not sure if there's many Bundesliga and cricket fan crossovers that might be yeah. quite unique. Though. Well, we've got two in the, on this podcast, that's a start. But yeah, we've been making a magazine um, for my project, Scouting Cricket. So if anyone is interested, you can follow it on Twitter at Scouting Cricket. It's a magazine profiling young players. You notice, even on here, talk about a lot of young players as well, like foreign verts that I mentioned before. So I like doing similar stuff in cricket as well, talking about the, the best young players that are coming through. Nice. I, when you said that there, I thought you meant Florian Wurtz's then. I was like, are you sneaking <laughs> up there in a cricket thing? But no, no it's really cool. And what you're doing is amazing, man. So I thought that you gave that wee shit out. But I think um, from all of us, I mean, it's been a really interesting season. I mean, me and Ronan started this one in September and it's grown to, what, five of us now? George's not here, of course, but I'm, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he, he would, he's, he's here in spirit, you know. Uh, but, you know, when we started this in September, it was kind of like a bit of, Bit of, bit of fun between you know just us and trying to get stuff out but I think the reaction and what all the listens and stuff's been really good definitely we all appreciate it um so hopefully next season we'll be at an exciting one uh but this will be the last one for this season we'll maybe do a Euros one we're not entirely sure yet but we'll we'll, we'll say maybe just in case something comes out but that's us for this season um hope everyone enjoyed it hope everyone got some something out of it but during these hard times as well so until next time we'll see you then Scotland have bounced back again here, yet again.